Dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. Don't miss our live show on Thursdays, but for now, you've got us on sloppy seconds with our podcast with the Grimdark Gang. It's time once again for Grimdark Live. Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, the webcast for all things Dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf in the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and as always, my co-host, Justin. What do you hear? What do you say, bud? Not much. Going to be a great week week and great show. It is, man. That is. We are uh, we are back, and hopefully we're not going to have too many uh, technical difficulties like we did last week. And folks, thank you very much for uh, for hanging in there with us while we uh, we fought through some of the uh, the technical problems that we had, man. But it was a crazy show, but I'll tell you what, Chuck, if you're out there listening, we got to have you back on the show, man. we got to... We got to remedy that uh, that last uh, mild disaster that we had. <laughs> but uh, but Justin, good to have you back with us, man. Good to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, absolutely, man. So so here's here's the uh, here's the gig. So we, we got we got a lot we're going to be talking about tonight. We've got uh, obviously we're going to be getting into the news, and we got uh, we got some real topics there that I think we need to uh, uh, really kind of dive into. I mean, we got the rumor engine, obviously. We got the Sons of Behemoth. I'm like, where the hell are those big bastards? And we're going to be talking a little bit about Armed Forces Day 3 in the news. But bigger than that, we've got the Lumineth Realm Lords. I know that that's kind of like a, a beaten horse here. A lot of people have already been talking about that one. And um, I know that there was a couple of shows already that have already kind of had a good deep dive into the book. But I kind of want to look, want to talk a little bit more about the practical end of it. And knowing that you're a guy that's going to be playing them, Justin, I want to kind of get your two cents in a tin can and, um, uh, you know... See, see if I can, you know, see if you can make a believer out of me, man. Can you do that? Oh yeah, I'll do my best. I mean, that's all I can do. <laughs> exactly. Shot in the dark, buddy. <laughs> well, you know what? That's uh, that's that's what we are going to uh, to attempt to do. And then also, you know what? I I do want to talk a little bit about the uh, the General's Handbook 2020. We've been kind of getting bombarded, I think, from. Um, all directions on what's in it, what's not in it, you know, who's got the book, does this this person reviewed it, and, and we're kind of getting, I, I kind of feel like it's, it's a little bit of a, of a shotgun blast, you know, and what we're going to do, old Uncle Grimdark, we're going to try to tie it all down and bring it all together and really kind of kind of get the, the good the good stuff all watered out, right? Isn't that the best way to put it? We're getting hit with a cannon full of shrapnel. Are you kidding? <laughs> It's not well, a shotgun blast. It's a cannon full of shrapnel. Yeah, it does. It does. It does seem that way a little bit. You know, it, it really does. But, um, but yeah. So we've got uh, we got quite a bit to go through. But you want to know something before we um, before we get going? I actually have a um, a, a pretty funny little piece that I want to kind of share with everybody because I don't know that. Um, uh, uh, so so I'm just going to go and explain the story like this. So. On Facebook, there's a guy out there. I'm, I'm going to probably botch his name. His, his name is uh, uh, Grun, Grundivaldi Gernison, I believe. I, I think he's friends with Domus. At any rate, uh, he posted about having your your masks, you know, due to the COVID situation. You know, having them, you know, having your masks in order to uh, to get back out into gaming. You know, wearing your masks out gaming and all that kind of good stuff. And of course, we just came off of this last Saturday. We had a great war meet, uh, almost a or what was it two weeks ago? We were two out weeks, actually, yeah. yeah. We're coming, great... up on, we're coming up on this one yeah, uh, we this a, weekend. We got another one this Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. 
And um, what was funny about that was, you know, he posted something great about it. And uh, he actually talked about, in a form of satire, I guess, he talked about making sure you clean your mask, you know, uh, soap, water, bleach, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and this is just a funny story to start the show. Uh, in, in, my, in my day job, I'm an engineer. We travel quite a bit. And on uh, this one particular time, we, we were traveling and we went on this business trip uh, out in uh, Beatrice, Nebraska. Now, before I put anyone to sleep, I just want to tell you this whole story. So we were traveling with this new engineer who's um, not really part of the team, uh, but he was, he was new to all of us. And um, short story is he forgot to pack, he you know, packed clothes, but he forgot to pack underwear. So the, the night before, <laughs> you know, we were to get up for this big meeting at this nuclear power plant, he decided that he was going to take a shower. And of course, you know, this is what we find out afterwards, after we took him to the hospital. Um, he took a shower with his underwear on. And then, uh, now mind you, this is like August, and it's like 100 and some degrees out. And he decides that he's going to um, put his, turn the heat up in his, in his hotel room and lay his underwear out over the radiator in the, in the hotel room. So now he's cooking his underwear all night. Well, when he, get us, when he got up the next morning getting ready for this meeting, he realized that they were still kind of, they weren't, they weren't dry yet. They were still kind of wet. So he in this hotel room that we were all that in his, in all of our hotel rooms and his particular was a suite with a microwave in it. So he microwaved his, uh, his underwear and, um, we were all waiting in the car for him and he came out like walking, like, like rigor mortis was setting in, but he'd given himself second degree burns because the elastic of the underwear had actually burned into his skin. That's a true story. So when I read this, when I read that, you can't make this up folks, I'm telling <laughs> no. you the truth. So when I had read uh, this guy's post, um, I started howling because he basically said about taking care of your mask, he said soap, water, bleach, Lysol, um, and, and, mi- and, and microwave. And when I saw that, I went, okay, you know what, I, I got to comment on this, you know, as, as, a, as a goofy way to start the show. <laughs> so there you have it. So, so with, that, with that goofy story out of the way, what do you think, man? Should I, is, is, it, is, it, is it good if I start the show now? Yeah, I think we need to move ahead here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, at you, know least what? you got the listeners listening at that point. I mean, come on, who's who's not hooked at this point? You know what? And and that's that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of get out there and 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 share this story. But uh, yeah, so we got a great we got a great show ahead of us today, folks, and we're really looking forward to uh, having everybody here. Uh, thank you so much for all of us uh, listening and and being with us and. Um, and we are we're ready to we're ready to get going, right, Justin? Ready to roll? Oh yeah, yeah, we're ready to roll. All right, man, let's do this. Hey, you Grimdark goons! Thank you all so much for listening to our Grimdark Live podcast. If you're new to the Grimdark Live experience or new to our podcast and like what you hear, please follow this podcast and pass us along to your friends. Let us know what you think about Grimdark Live in the show's comment sections, and let us know just how we're doing. Also, don't forget to catch us live on Thursdays. And if that isn't enough for you, check out our website at www.grimdarklive.com. That's grimdarklive.com. Anyway, thanks for listening, following, and just being awesome. All right, we are back. Let's. We're going to go ahead and uh, head out with the news. So um, we got, uh, of course, we're going to start out with the uh, rumor engine. We've got that one starting out. So, so Justin, you probably already know this, man. You're. Uh, this is obviously 40k. Um, oh yeah, but, it's definitely you know, 40k. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing here. You know, obviously, 
I'm saying this is some kind of a flying Necron wearing skins or maybe uh, something that yeah. has to do with Nurgle demon prince with wings. What do you think, man? No. Well, with the push on Necron, I'm actually leaning towards Necron. Um, I'm thinking we're going to see jump troop or flying flares. Really? You think so? Yep. Because that looks like human skin or skin of some type stretched over mechanicals. You think so? so okay. Uh-huh. I think the flares are going to be two variant. You're going to see a ground version of them, and you're going to see a flying assault version of them. Kind of to bounce off of the whole Adaptus Mechanicus side where they got their new little bat dudes yeah. that just showed up. All right. Well, you know what? I, that's um, hmm. That's going to be kind of interesting. I, I don't know. Uh, you, you probably are more right than I could ever be. I mean, um, but to me, I'm looking at the piping that's kind of going through the wings there, the, the outstretched skin and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it, it kind of led me to believe that maybe it was going to be something for Death Guard, you know, 40K maybe. It, it, it could. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, it, Death Guard is, is a big one on their list right now. I know it is. They've been, they've been getting point changes and things all over the point place. But... Necrons is their big push. Necrons and Marines. That's their big push because Indominus is coming. So I'm leading towards Flares. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you know what? Um, uh, we got some great listeners. I want to put a shout out to these guys. We're going to take one second break here. We got uh, we got somebody bringing up short pants, man. I can see this on nice. the chat, man. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, don't get me started, man. I'm just warning. We got to keep this a civil show tonight, man. We're going to get through the news. But, you know, I got once once upon a death, man. He's, he's getting me going, man. Uh, welcome, yep, everyone. I welcome. I, I think it's, uh, I, I, I'm so happy to have you all with us tonight. All right, let's keep rolling with the news here, man, and, and stop talking about these freaking short pants. All right, here we go. <laughs> so the next thing in the news is uh, this one, this one we might pull the taffy on here a little bit um i'm throwing a picture up here of some of the points leaks uh from from general's handbook and this is then the sons of behemoth and i only want to touch on this because uh, there's no official word yet on the sons of behemoth although the rumors are abound that that we could be looking towards the end of july is what i'm what i'm hearing july, on this one. july early august okay all right and, and i'm i'm bummed that sons of behemoth are are, are really going to be just four models if you want to know the truth i mean i was really it's, waiting yeah, for more well it's it's literally Two kits. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you. I I was sunk to the same BS story that maybe they were gonna somehow have like uh, you know you know some kind of like uh, you know half half ogres or half giants or something. I, I really bought into all those early rumors, man. I was I was like hook, line, and sinker on those. So yeah, I'm kind of bummed that there's only gonna be four of them. And but I think I think one thing that we can take solace in here, Justin, is I was really I was really waiting for more. I want to say that, and I was just mm-hmm. underwhelmed when I kind of saw kind of the build. But then I started thinking about it, you know. When, when built in different configurations, they have almost the same as the Lumineth range. Now, don't get mad at me for saying that. I know we're going to be talking about your blessed Lumineth no, here in no, a minute. No, 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 no. Um, that makes sense, though. I mean, it, yeah. it seems like the current ranges that are coming for these new armies are small amounts of units, not multi, multi-base kits. Right. Um this is just another facet of that. I mean, we're looking at we're looking at two models. Yeah, right. Probably the old Ale Guzzler, Guzzler model. Right which they're going to rebox and repackage. Yeah. And then we're looking at the one kit that's combinable to three. So yeah. they may have something else in the launch that we're just not seeing, or these are the points that they looked at and they and said, okay, well, the Beomot book has this point value in it. And through our testing, it doesn't work. So yeah. this may just be the adjustments. Well, you know, and I kind of got the idea that maybe this isn't going to be, this might be like a novelty army, probably less so than, say, like the, the, the Imperial Knights or the Chaos Knights in 40K. I think this is going to be more of a novelty army for people to play mm-hmm. because, um, 
I think you're going to find these giants uh, in other armies like they kind of pushed. And you kind of no, you kind of noticed that GW, when they first came out with the army and they were talking about it on all those Saturday releases and all those uh, things they were doing, was they were kind of explaining that this was going to be more of a, an accompaniment piece to anybody's army. But I guess, though, what was right. I honestly going to expect, you know, I, when I think about it? I mean, it's an army well, that's designed to be an army of centerpieces. So naturally, I guess we're only going to see one to four miniatures. You know what I mean? Correct. So, well, when you, and when you look at the bottom part of that page from the, the other snippets, there's, um, it tells you the allegiances. Oh, so yeah, it tells yeah, you the, right. it tells you the yeah. armies that it can't lie to. And one of the things that I was looking forward to this, and it was why I was doing kind of test prompts to see different size giants from different, different manufacturers is they said that the, these giants could be, allied into any army mm-hmm. well how is that possible at 490 points when the alliance points is 400 yeah you know it's funny you know because even chaos Bond here on the chats you know he brought up a great comment he said how can you get a mega gargant in an army as advertised if they are more than 400 points you exactly. know uh, justin chaos Bond, you know bravo man great points all around of course yeah i don't i don't really know either guys i mean you know when, when you when you really boil all the water out of the pot and you really look at this I guess you can ask the same question, and we're going to be talking about, you know, good old Teclas here later. I mean, he's 660 points. You know, I mean, right. is, is Teclas really just kind of a bust model that you're, not, you're never going to see in an army, kind of like Alariel or, you know, Marathi I, or any of these other? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's too good for his points. Well, okay, but here's the thing, though. At 660 points, he's not invincible. But we're going to get into that later. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. But we're going to get into that later. But, yeah, I guess I guess what was I going to expect? I mean, you're only really going to see one to four miniatures. Um, however, the regular Gargant uh, Giant uh, has, from what I understand, is going to have three builds. Or it, it mm-hmm. does now have three builds, I should say. And the Big Giant kit has at least three builds. That's what I was trying to push that, that I thought I heard. Possibly four, I guess, if you're if you're stretching some of the points out or parts out. So um, right. I guess it actually has what? Well, what would that come out to? Maybe seven Gargant Giant builds or, or four unique bodies, I guess. So, yeah. R- roughly. Roughly, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's where you're going to really see them more in in other armies, although I can't wait for the conversions. Could you imagine seeing some of those like giants in like death armies or some chaos Nurgle giant or something like that? I mean, well, the conversions I mean, are going to be great. The army is going to be, the army is going to be a great central force, great central peace army, but it's not going to hold in a battlefield. It's, it's just not gonna be able to hold the objectives. Even if these do count as 10 to 20 points on, mm-hmm. a, on an objective, 2000 points, you put one of each type in there of the mega gargants, right? And you can put three individual Man Crusher Gargants, and you're at 2,000 points. Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. You know you know what I haven't seen that I was kind of curious of? Do you think the Man Crusher Gargants are going to have different different abilities, War Scrolls, and all that kind of crap uh, than, than the current you know what? They may have They may have different weapon options, but I don't think they're going to be a different War Scroll. I think it's going to be one War Scroll with different, different armament abilities. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really hope that they get rid of that trip and fall over thing, because that's supposed to be synonymous with, with a drunk. We won't know until a, we actually see yeah. the book, though. All right, well, well, we'll have to see. But, folks, yeah, so that, that's what it is. I mean, that's the kind of the, the, the piece I wanted to share with everybody here in the news tonight as far as the Sons of Behemoth. Where the frick are these big, goofy bastards? I mean, we're, we're looking at the end of July. Um, what, what's, a 14-day what is, quarantine. What's, what's your, yeah, yeah, what's your, uh, what's your money on that? Do you think we'll see him in July? What, what, what did you say earlier? Early August. You think, I think okay. we're gonna. I think we'll see them early August because there's, you got Indominus coming into July, so I don't think they're gonna double down with the Dominus and Damn, 40K. the Gargants. Yeah. Before, yeah, yeah. So, I'm thinking early August. Yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, uh, you know what? You're you're probably uh, you're you're probably exactly right. You know, un- unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately. 
but uh, but yeah, so that's that's what we know right now as far as the uh, the Giants. We we know that uh, we got some crazy points, and yeah, you know, Caspon, Justin, I gotta I gotta I gotta lean back on you, man. You guys are absolutely right. I mean, I don't know how you're gonna fit that in an army, but then again, you know, you know what? Go Trick is 560 points by himself, and he fits into the alliance category as well. So you can put him in any army. He breaks the alliance rule because his, he's just allowed to ally with everybody, kind of like right. a mercenary. So they may have that same general rule where they can just be dumped into an army as like a mercenary base. That's true. That's true. And, and, and one, one thing before we move on to the, our, our last news piece, we got a new listener, man. We got Necessary Poro. Hey, man, welcome to uh, the Grimdark Live experience. Uh, we're really glad to have you with us tonight, man. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> yep, welcome. Welcome, welcome. All right, so let's get on to our last bit of the news before we actually get into the uh, the meat and potatoes of the show. Uh, Armed Forces Day 3, that's our local tournament here. It's going to be held our August 8th and 9th, and this is going to be our third year for this 100% charity event to support our active duty troops. Armed Forces Day tournament is going to be held August 8th and 9th, and you can head over to GrimdarkLive.com to check out the information on this tournament. Armed Forces Day 2020 is going to be a two-day Age of Sigmar event where each player will bring 2,000-point army comprised of the most recent General's Handbook. Hear what I said there, Justin? Most yeah, recent I did. You, General's you throw me under a bus here, handbook. but that's okay. You know, folks, I, before I go any further on this, we are going to allow the General's Handbook 2020. Um, I will you better update. all start rethinking your lists because yep. every point cost is coming down. Yeah. Uh, so, so, and, and please, uh, folks get those lists in by July 31st so that I can review them, make fun of you, critique them, you know, that kind of a stuff and share them with the oh. other judges. Um, and, um, and, 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 you know, it, like I said, it, this is a tournament that's, uh, very near and dear to, uh, to, to my heart, but it's going to be a 2000 point, uh, a uh, tournament comprised of the most recent General's Handbook, and that is the General's Handbook 2020, an AOS rule set. The only thing I think I'm not going to go with on this one is we are not going to allow the individual uh, heroes. Uh, that's Good. just going to be that's just going to be too well. Good. You know what? That's going to be too <laughs> I, I know, much to I, tackle at this point. And I know some yeah, people are going to kind of turn yeah. their nose up at it, but for for right now, <laughs> that's just going to be too much to kind of to kind of brawl through. I think uh, it, it it it's something that's going to change the face of the game. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, and to answer Caspon too, no, buddy, I'm not going to be allowing custom characters this time. I think it's going to be too much to, to embrace. I, th- I think that's where we're going to go in. We'll, we'll, we'll have a final uh, ruling on that one on this Sunday when uh, the, the players' pack comes out. But, yeah, it's going to be a 1v1, five-game, two-day tournament to provide donations to our active-duty troops while celebrating Armed Forces Day, which obviously has been rescheduled twice now because of COVID. Um, yep. And we're also going to be honoring and, and taking donations for the Montford Point Marine Association Chapter 2. This is going to be a separate raffle to support this historic Southside Chicago Montford Point Marine chapter after a half a century of being home to those first African-American Marines who settled in Chicago after the war in 1946. The chapter faces looming debt with the potential foreclosure. So we are going to we're going to we're going to roll some dice and fight our weight in Wildcats to make sure that, that doesn't happen. Uh, and of course, Armed Forces Day 3 would not be possible without the support of GameStorm Gaming, Frag Factory, 3D Printing, Ministomp.com and Six Squared Studios. So um i um great sponsors yeah yeah a lot of a lot of great great sponsors a lot of great stuff so um so what else man what else did i uh did i not get to um no you got it you got it pretty good um the only other thing i saw i noticed in the news that was coming is there is a new um there's a new book coming in october okay and it is based around vampires in the aos universe so um i'm Uh thinking we're i think we've got our our first one of our first looks into what's coming in October. You know, I, see, I would. We're going to see something. 
I would love to see vamps come out. You know what's funny? You know, back back in, in the beginning of the year, you know, and, and Justin, now I'm throwing you into this. You ready for this? Go for it. So we had all picked armies that we felt were going to be, at, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to talk about it again in December. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of coming into this, you know, you got an advantage here. You're halfway through the year. You know, like Steve, <laughs> he picked, he picked. well, I guess the, the, the dark elves or the malarian, you know, the elves of, you know, malarian elves, I guess, best way to put it. Mm-hmm. You know, Randy said Seraphon. You know, I actually said Lumineth, or I said High Elves or whatever version at that time was. So I'm riding right. on Lumineth. So you can't take that one, man. But who do you think? I'm going to. Who, who is going to be the top army when we look, we look at this list? It's going on the wall here, man. So what's going to be the top army? Top, top army when yeah. we hit December? Yeah. Um... Let's see. You know what? I'm still. I'm gonna have to go back to one that's already out. Bone Reapers. I think the Bone Reapers are gonna keep their spot. Okay. All right. You're going on the wall, man. OBR. Even. Yep. I think OBR is gonna keep their spot for the rest of the year. Okay. All right. There you go, man. So that's it. That's everything that we got. Uh, we got in the news. So we are gonna. Uh, we're gonna get our stuff together and we're gonna get rolling here, folks. Uh, we got. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff to get through. Public service announcement brought to you by Frag Factory 3D Printing. Many of us have thousands of dollars in miniatures, yet we play on flat tables with books and overturned Tupperware to act as our fantasy and sci-fi landscapes. We've all drooled over the tables we see in magazines lush with beautifully created terrain from all genres. The crew at Frag Factory 3D Printing want to wipe that drool from your chin and put it firmly on your friends and fellow gamers when they see your setup. Alien landscapes, desert wastelands, futuristic cities, fantasy outposts, elven forests, demonic stronghold, and so much more. Find out what you've been missing by checking us out on Facebook at Frag Factory 3D Printing or send us an email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com. Bring your own files or we will help you find what you've been searching for. Take your gaming to the next level with Frag Factory 3D Printing. We print life into your games. Tell them Grimdark Live sent you and your first hour of printing is free. Hey gang, in all seriousness, get your terrain on the table and get it with Frag Factory 3D Printing. And remember, tell them Grimdark Live sent you and they'll give you one hour free. You can get them via email at fragfactory3dprinting at gmail.com or their Facebook page, Frag Factory 3D Printing. Frag Factory 3D Printing. Printing life into your games. We are going to get started here, folks, with the uh, with the Lumineth Realm Lords. I was talking there. I didn't realize my mic was off. We're getting all this figured out here, folks. We're getting all this figured out. Um, We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, but so so this is what I want to do. Now I'm going to test you a little bit here when we get when we get into the Lumineth because I think it's important, um, mainly because um, there's been a lot of like we said in the beginning of the show. There's been a lot of back and forth on this army. You know, what um, What can the Army do? What can the Army not do? You know, different things like that that I think that I would like to uh, go through with you if we can. Fair enough? Can we, can we go ahead and do that? Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's light this candle. All right, man, let's get this rolling here. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, they're, 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 they're finally here, right? Sort of. 
they're finally here. And I mean, due to the current releases here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But due to the current pandemic that obviously knows, everybody knows about the, there's been a disruption in the shipping networks worldwide and Lumineth, you know, realm Lords were originally supposed to be launching, I think in spring of 2020, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yeah. Um, we, we would have already had to kill us and all of that now mm -hmm. if they had gotten released at the proper time. That's right. That's right. But you know, they were pushed back until late June mm -hmm. and, and have now uh, debuted. I'm going to call this a soft launch. Is that, is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, that that's probably the best way to go about it. They're, I mean, they're delayed, so of course, you know, with the soft launch that we're we're in now with them, people are a little hesitant because they don't know how much longer they're gonna have to wait to get the and, remainder. And, and that hesitancy, and yeah, and that hesitancy is what I want to get into. I mean, um, and again, I'm calling this a soft launch. My phrase, you know, don't really want to 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 put too much into it. Um, uh, but uh, this army box came out, and and it would appear, in my opinion, that the army isn't ready to play all right and don't don't anyone shoot me for that that's that's one man's opinion of course i'm an ogre and, and beast of chaos player so take that for what it's worth but it's got a limited model line uh mm -hmm. and and might not be uh you know really for a few more weeks really vetted to kind of see what it's all about i mean people right now are still playing in their basements trying to figure this thing out but the book is here and uh that's a good place to, to have a conversation starter so justin you you just bought two boxes, two box sets. Yep. So two what are your what are your two cents in a tin can on this army? I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, can convince me here. Convince anyone else that may be on the fence because the army isn't sold out. I mean, there's still plenty right, of box right. sets all over the place. So talk to me a little bit, man. What do you think? So with the two boxes I bought, I effectively have a seven hundred and fifty point strike force. I mean, it's a hero and four battle line. Cause you take the spears, the horses become battle line, just the way the book is written. So everything in there is battle line. You have no mages, nothing like that. But there's nothing saying you can't use other mage models or whatever to just supplement that for the time being. I would say that the battle, the box is ready to go. You can play games with it. You have the rules. You just have to supplement models. Um, models are gorgeous, regardless of how you cut them. They're 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 gorgeous. Um, there you're looking you're looking at amazing cover art i mean this book is absolutely fantastically detailed and you get a lot of good stuff in this box so for the money it was worth buying a copy or two depending on you know how fast you want to try to field an army and since most of these are battle line you're going to need these troops anyway so right. you're getting them at a discount yeah no you know? and 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 i i guess for myself, having been able to scan the book from from a, a certain point of view, um, and, and, and but really not reading through the, the the whole thing, or really not having read as much as I would have liked, mm -hmm. um, the thought that sticks out in in my mind to me is. Uh, as to the quality, I guess, of the book, I'm trying to really want to make sure I, I, I pose my words because I don't want to sound like one of those, you know, people that are complaining before anybody even knows anything about the freaking army. You know, one of those guys. I don't want to I don't want to be that kind of a short pants. So but, so the book is the same as any other battle tome that's out there. It does have the gold etching on this on the side rail. Right. And the cover is a much more artistic variant, mm -hmm. but it feels good in your hand. It's it's solid. Well, that's so. not really where I was going with it. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, when I said quality of the book, I'm more talking about, see, okay, I'm just going to come out here and say this. And this is where I want to have a little bit of a back and forth with you because okay. I want to give you my opinion as a former high elf player. And I'd like to take your opinion of it as, as a guy that's pretty much stuck with elves since I've known you. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so unit selection, in my opinion, is right now pretty bad. Um, yes. And, and let me explain this. You know, and I, I will think, agree with you on there. I, yeah. Okay. Thank you. I think the lack of the unit selection is 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 bad. Um, I think the uh, in this game, Age of Sigmar, it has a lot of small armies with with less than a dozen units in it. Um, that that many are often just variations of the same model, and I, I wish this would stop. I mean, the Lumineth are, are particularly bad, um, as it probably has the fewest models in in any army I've seen in some time. I mean. And what doesn't make sense to me, and you brought this up just a minute ago in your, kind of your opening statement of it, was their only allies are the Ideneth Deepkin, which also suffer from a lack of unit options, which means it's not going to get any better. I mean, that, that's kind of my, my first two cents in a, in a tin can. And the book makes several hints that there's more potential out there um oh, other yeah. elements other than than earth you know Tyrion, you know still obviously being a, a major player um and i'm hoping this leads yeah and i'm hoping this leads to things um in the future rather than just abandoning the army does that make sense how i how i just put that yes it does so let me throw my counterpoint at that okay good i think that what we're looking at with this book is we're looking at Teclis is half of the Realm Lords. Teclis, okay, gotcha. Or Teclis is half of the Realm Lords. Mm -hmm. Tyrion's half has not shown up. So what I'm thinking we're going to see is we're going to see a Illuminoth Realm Lords 2.0. Okay. That is going to incorporate Tyrion's side and be a part two to this army. Yeah, like a sequel book. I would like that. I would like yes. that. So these are the ground foundations of the baseline troops that'll probably be on on both sides. Mm -hmm. But then you're going to see the warrior poets, the warrior element and all that stuff come in with Tyrion as the other side of it. And the only reason that's why they're they're not listed in the uh, the allies and the Iden Deathkin are right is their structure in this book has mountain, sea, wind and zethyr. So you've already got the sea covered by the the, the Iden You've got the mountain covered by Teclis. Mm -hmm. Tyrion's probably going to cover the Zephyr and air, in, okay. all, all, in all honesty. And we're probably going to see angelic angelic angel-type high elves come down. Oh, don't with, say angel elves, really. That oh, just ruined I'm, it. I'm, I'm, you're looking at Realm of Light. Oh, you're my looking, gosh. You're, you know, you're, look, you're looking at the promised Realm of Light. You know what? You're, I'll tell you what. Uh, if anyone from GW is listening, I'll take another Stormcast Eternals release, please. <laughs> That's no, you know, no more, no angel elves. No, 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 you, don't you, do it. Don't you, do you, it. You know, you know what kind of led me to that pathing is actually the stormcast because every time the stormcast turn around, they're opening another chamber. Yeah. Well, so I'm thinking we're going to see a chamberized system in the realm lords. Well, but not with, not with angel elves, fluttery little, you know, no, 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 no. They, I'm, I'm not talking coming down with white feathers or anything like that. Okay, These guys okay. are probably going to come down with the same kind of stormcast eternal metal wings and heavy armor and all that kind of jazz. You I mean, don't, you, mean, you mean as far as Tyrion's army? Possibly. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, we're speculating. So, or wings of fire or something of that manner. Okay. You know, so let's go back to what we do know. And this is, this is one part that's bothering me and it's bothering me because I'm a storyline nerd. Yeah, I really am. Um, and, and from the storyline standpoint, this is what I don't understand. you got to help me understand this, because this is my mm -hmm. next little bitch here on the army. They can only ally with the Ideneth Deepkin. I right. mean, 
This makes no sense to me from a storyline standpoint, as their only ally is the very race that Teclis abandoned and then tried to kill. Yet, his very army, the Lumineth Realm Lords, can ally with them. Uh, nope. Doesn't make any sense to me. Makes sense if you look at it through Tyrion's eyes, though. Which is... Which is Tyr- what? Because it was, it was brother Tyrion. Well, Tyrion was the one that, that prevented Teclis from killing him. Right. Correct. Right. So you so you look at it through Tyrion's eyes that they are still holding the souls, even though they are diminished, of the Elven people. So Tyrion is not all not Tyrion's not about destroying, or removing anything that has Elven purity to it in some way or form. Okay. All so right. Well, that that's the only reason I can see them being the only ally, and you got elves. Elves are. High society. They yeah, but, only believe but in themselves. Why not daughters of Cain? They're elves, and they're tainted. Why <laughs> not? Cool. Um, I mean, why? Why not? Uh, that goes back to the lore side of where Tyrion and and uh, what's her name, Morathi, don't see eye to eye. They never well, did. He back in the end times, yeah. He finds her treasonous, you know, and, and he's he hates her son. So, right. yeah, I, I can see why they're not allied. Because I have a feel, and, and this is just a personal opinion, but I have a feeling that the Daughters of Cain are going to fall out of the Grand Order Alliance, and they're going back to destruction or going into chaos. You think so? Yep. Hmm. I think if they keep the storyline going with her, she's going to get all the parts of Cain, and they're going to fall. Interesting. Okay. All right. I, I You know what? Honestly, I hadn't um, I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, that that's kind of an interesting point i guess um yeah but I, I mean i know that marathi is not is not one that's that's very well trusted i guess the best way right. to put it right all right well i mean yeah i guess that's something that we can um that we can discuss here you know moving forward but you know i i do want to i do want to keep going with this because i think this is um i think this is a part that i don't think is necessarily um been really dialed down and I want I want you to kind of defend it a little bit. Can can you do that? Yeah. All right. So here's here's what I'm saying. I happen to think personally that they're overpowered. I mean, at first glance, uh, it it I feel like the army was overpowered. It's really hard to judge now, but on paper, the Lumineth seem uh, like potentially the, the the new Zeech. There, I said it. I was the first one to say it. I mean. When, when, one, when one breaks down uh, what each unit does, and, and kind of give us some high-low, a 5,000-foot view of that, but when one breaks down what each unit does, um, the units are above average, but but far from unbeatable. I want to say that first. But, you know, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. No, you're, you're right, but it's not the unit. It's the leader. It's the commander of the unit. It's the the special characters, that kind of thing. It's not, the spearmen are great. Don't get me wrong. They, the wardens are awesome, but it's not the warden that gives them the magic. He's not the one casting the spell. It's, okay. it's the high warden. It's the, it's the upgraded hero that's in the unit. So you get a giant or something that walks over and, you know, squish, there goes your magic. Sure. You know, so in a way you help, you're, you're having to protect more character models or mm-hmm. hero base models than you would anywhere else. Yeah. Because all of your stuff is based on that. It's not where the unit has the ability, the, the special, like the spell or something like that. It's the warden that's got the command ability calling to the unit saying, Yeah, but this. I want to go back and talk about the fact that, that the, the limited units that there are, uh, 
And, and mm-hmm. you know, I want to throw out a good – Nathan Brooks brought up a good point. Yeah, iron jaws are pretty slim on, on units too. But um, I think that's what, what, I'm, what I'm saying. They come out with this great army and – Iron jaws are pretty slim on units until you get them into the, 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 the grand war – the grand wog and all of a sudden you've yeah. got everything. But but unlike the slim pickings that are in, in iron jaws, which I totally agree with, by the way. Uh, we actually right. talked about that on, on, a, on a show not too long ago, as a matter of fact. Convince me that that this army isn't overpowered, and I'm not being one of those one of those moody little gamers that sees a new I army don't... that I'm not playing and wants to bitch about it. Because we like we've said it before, you know, if you were to combine gaming and bitching and put it in a bottle, you'd make a billion dollars. So I get right. that, uh, right. but convince me otherwise, man. I mean, tell tell me tell me why you think they are not overpowered, at from what we know now. They're not superbly overpowered. Their armor doesn't really hold to that. It's it's the abilities that are what are going to make them overpowered. Okay, give me some examples. So let me just pull up something here real quick. Just right out of the easier. book, man. Right out of the right book. Out, right out of the book. It's the easiest way to go. Um, yeah, because so, and again, I'm not I'm not just throwing mud against the wall to see right, what right, right, kind of right. you know crap sticks. What I'm saying is, you so know. let let's just look at the let's look at the wardens real quick. Okay. Okay. They're a one moon model, six inch move, four plus armor, six bravery. Their bravery is extremely low for an elf. We've I've never seen an uh, elf with this kind of bravery. And their bravery is a six. And their bravery is a six. Okay. That does get modified based upon the unit, the leaders that are around it, but they start at a base six. Again, you eliminate heroes, units start to fall. Um, they do have the Moonfire Flask, which is a one-time use. Does three mortal can do up to three mortal wounds. Okay. So it, it's a die three. They have the sun metal weapons, which if they roll a six, it inflicts an, a mortal wound on the target. Um, but it, but the attack sequence ends. It doesn't carry through like some other armies do that have exploding sixes. Okay. Uh, they I, can do, I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I can hear what you're saying there. They so can do the, they can do. The big thing that gives them their power is, again, it's the wizard of the unit, which is the warden. And that's giving them their power of heesh, which in, makes their weapons stronger. And then they also have, like, the wall of blades and things like that. They're, 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 their baseline, you know, they're two attacks, hitting on threes, wounding on fours, which is pretty standard across the board for a lot of armies. Mm-hmm. Rend one, one damage. The big thing that gives them their advantage, three-inch range. Well, the spears, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, we, and we've always talked about it. I mean, the, the biggest keys to, to any army that you play in this in this game is reach, rend, ward save. Right. Best out of three, maybe. Uh, movement might be in there, too, but I think, you know, you can alpha strike all you want, but if you're pillow-fisted and you can't reach anything, then, then it's not really much. Right, but if you compare them to other units that are in the game that are in the same point cost... Right. They can they do the same amount of damage, if not maybe a point or two more. They're 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 actually pretty comparable to a lot of the other stuff that's out there, and I think that's why we we're seeing what's happening in the GHB with point costs coming down. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to be able to get more on the table, but but that's still so so basically to boil all the water out of the pot on this army. When when I say that they're overpowered, you're saying obviously they're elves, right? I think they're I, I think they're they're balanced for what what race they are. For okay, but what I'm saying, though, is, you know, elves have always been that way. I mean, outside of Phoenix yeah, Guard, yeah. who really have been, you know, the badasses of the elf world for 15 years. Right. Um, but 
Other than they that, they're, they're all they're all like they're all paper tigers. Elves have always been paper tigers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the white lions and, and the high elf were paper tigers, and you know, as, you know. So I, I get I get all that, but right. So basically, you know, the the, the early you, you, the early consensus on how to fight this army is take out the characters, just like a death army. Well, right. It's the same with any other army that's out there, any build that's out there, anything else. The looking at a baseline battle tome for one unit is never going to give you the true potential or true strength of that unit. It, it just doesn't work that way. You have to take into, a cl- into account the heroes that are around them, the spells that are, can be cast on them, and if they have a house or a faction or something of that manner that changes how they completely work. Which they, which they do, right? The Luminous have... They, they have four. They okay. have four different factions that they, can cu- they go from, and depending on the faction you put them in, it makes them a little more punchy but for the most part i'm what i'm seeing coming out of the lumineth is they are a defense army they wow. are more they're more a stand there and hold you off of a post or a position because of the what they can do yeah this this entire this army there's not takes, there's not and, much of this there's not much of this army that's going to push you off a table yeah this whole this what i'm saying is this whole army and then this whole this whole new new game format that, that, that Age of Sigmar's launched out has just taken me all the way back to, to 7th edition Warhammer Fantasy Battles again. You know, you, you got the High Elves, they're back being really defensive again. So, right. I mean, can, to, to talk about if you can right now. I know, I know you're still trying to digest the book yourself, but, you know, di- you know tell us anything about the, the, the realms or, the, or the, the, the sub-realms or the worlds that they're in. I mean, what are, what's, what's one that you think is going to be out on, the, out on this, you know, the tables more so than anything else? Uh, well, the one I'm leaning towards at this current point, and I think it's going to be one of the big ones, um, is Yemetrica, which is the, 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 the First Nation. That's basically where Teclis is at. They've got some of the biggest, um, the biggest advantages, but they're for the mountainside. So they're more designed for taking the hammers and the, the giant uh, bull you know, gods, right. things of that matter. But if you're looking for a nation that's just designed just to punish you, I probably may have to say um, Zatric, which is more of the mystics and more of the magic. They're uh, they're more based around their wizards okay. and using things like the Catholic collar and that kind of stuff to just harass you from range. Which is again leads into the defensive. Most of their most of their I'm going to say cities mm-hmm. are defensive. Okay. Yeah. So, well, that's 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 high elves. I mean, and I, right. I know I got to stop calling them that. But you know what I'm happy about? We're back well, to they same. are high elves. I mean, they're, they're, truthfully, they are the high elves of AOS. They right. just they just switch the name. Does does the does the story arc as far as their their realm and all that? Does it feel like Uthwan? It does, uh, where where Uthwan was divided in half like a yin yang pattern mm-hmm. um, for. Teclas and Tyrion, it's the same thing in here. You have four cities that are on Teclas' side and four cities that are on Tyrion's side right. with a central meeting hub where they all come together to hold their meetings and their 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 honor host mm-hmm. and things of that matter. And then you have the outer rings where all of the evil, so to speak, has been pushed. And that's where most of your, your fighting for Hesh has taken place. Okay. All right. And then, of course, the portals and the agony pits that are leading to Ulgar, which is the Shadow Realm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ulgu, right. So, yeah. okay. So, um, so you think you think right now, though, the army that we have right now, what, what's out for the rest of the army, or what's, what's, what's out for the current units 
for Lumineth. That's what we have. But you think there's going to mm-hmm. be a part two with Tyrion's army that's going to come in and maybe give us more of the old dragon princes I, I, and stuff like I, that. Back. I don't know if we're going to see the dragon princes so much anymore. Um, but I think we're going to see like something of that type. We might not see dragon princes on horseback, but we might see foot soldiers that are based around the echoes of the dragon or right. the you know the the great god beast. Zethir, things of that matter, you know, okay. stuff like that. So, so let me throw this out at you. I mean, I'm going to kind of reel, rear back a little bit to what you were saying earlier about the mm-hmm. army when we were talking about, you know, the units and, and what else could be coming out. And this just kind of came to my mind just now. But the army seems to have a lot of potential. All right, I'm going to yes. say that right now. Even though I'm, I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth here because I just said they're, <laughs> I felt they're overpowered. But, you know, hey, being overpowered is, is, is potential. I mean... We won't see that until they actually hit the table in full force, though. And you're so. right, you're right. But, um, uh, but only seeing the War Scrolls and not being able to use units uh, is a real hurdle to, to, I guess, serious tactical analysis is what we're kind of yeah. talking about here. Well, I, mean, I mean, you got a tabletop simulator, but again, yeah, that's you know what? not going to give you a full a full real feel of what's going on. Nah, you know, you got to have the dice in your sweaty palms, man. That's the only way yep. to really get this thing yep. figured out. But I mean, proxies and such can be used for now, I guess. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure many are going to out there in the community, if they haven't already started doing this, they're already doing this now. But mm-hmm. it feels... It feels empty to only have three possible units right now with their actual models. Right. And I guess my, my point is is that um, do you think that's going to be uh, a, a catalyst to success for this for this particular army? I mean, are people going to you know look? We all we all know uh, whether whether we laugh about it and say gamer ADHD or you know uh, you know how many times we you know I'm guilty of it. Oh look, the new shiny. You know, do you think do you think right, the lag right. in how this army could be put well, together? Do you think people are going to lose patience and just move on to something different? You know, you know what, Sisters of Battle kind of, from 40k did the same kind of thing. They came out with the army box, and then all of a sudden it was a month later. We and they were previews of everything coming and then a month later you started seeing some models roll and it took three months before they actually had a good chunk of the armies on the tape of, of the actually out of the codex on the table and we're still seeing sisters of battle releases every so often we're getting new heroes new characters anything of that manner if they do that to the realm lords they're dead on arrival it just it just is because people are finicky, especially with the Sons of Behemoth coming behind it. We don't know what's coming in October. Sure, you, you know things like that. You may have vampires hit in October, and they're still releasing Realm Lords, and people are going to be like, "Vampires, I'm out. See ya." Well, yeah, and and you know the speculation is we could have vampires in October, which would be yep. a perfect Halloween release. Yep. I mean, so I think they need to just push the button, bite the bullet, whatever you want to call it, and just drill them out. Be like, okay, you know what? We know we have Indominus coming, but we're going to push maybe a week or so after okay. or before and say, okay, here's the here's all the Realm Lords. Here's everything you need to get that army on the table okay, and be done with it. All right. Well, then, then let, let me let me, let me me pose this, you know, before we get on to our next topic here, um, which we're going to be getting into the, 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 the General's Handbook 2020. So tell me, give me a, give me a two thousand point list. Give all of our listeners right now, everybody that's paying attention <sighs> to this thing, you know, tell us okay. what uh, okay. what you know what a two thousand point list could be that could be successful and, and and why. And I wish we could throw it up on the screen, but maybe after we're, I, we're maybe after it's we're actually done, we'll, really we'll put difficult. It in the show notes. It's really difficult to even do that right now because both the Azure and most of the stuff don't even have anything oh, up yeah, yet. Yeah. Well, can you give so, us a, give give us a high low of, of of how you would build your your competitive army? And and would you so, have techless in it at 660 oh, yeah, points? Yeah. 
Teclas would be the, the the would be the primary. He wouldn't even, he wouldn't be my general, but he'd be one of the prime. He'd be my primary caster. So my heroes would be Teclas, Altherian, okay. and one Cathcall. Um, oh, just because the, her abilities are ungodly. They are scary. They they are scary good abilities. Okay, talk about um, some of those. Well, her she basically has something that when I read this, I was. I went, oh my God, this is just not right. Um, and it's called emotional transference. It's at the start of a battle at a battle shock phase. You pick one friendly Lumina realm Lord uh, unit within eight, wholly within 18 okay. of the mall and you roll a dice on a two plus. Do not take a battle shock test for that unit. In addition, if any models from that unit were slain during the turn, you pick one enemy unit within 18 inches of this model that has to take a battle shock test for that phase Add the number of models lost to the Lumineth Realm Lords and add it to their battle shock. Well, that'll so, hurt. So if you lost ten guys, right, and she rolls that two plus, you're adding a plus ten to your opponent's battle shock test. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, freaking scary. Well, then, then is it safe? I can say they're overpowered. Because, that's not over. That, now, what, that's, what is the, that's overpowered. I will say that's overpowered. So, so what is the thing because that I heard can, about? Because the because the other side of it is she can force you to take a battle shock test even if you're immune to it. And what is that called? What's what's that ability called? Darkness of the soul. Okay. So let me let's go back here real quick. I got a question for you. What is this ability I've been hearing about? I've been reading about it on the boards, and I and and it's it's failing me right now. I I'm I'm such a bad host. I should be better prepared for this. But what's the what's the uh, ability where if an enemy unit gets within six inches? of i believe it's either her or techless or something like that um they can like be befuddled or something like that is there is there something is there something like that uh that i don't know if it was her i think that was because that one if if, if, memory, if anybody can if anybody knows that uh on, on on the chat let me know because um i'd heard something about that and, there and... there is an ability for that and i believe it actually belongs to the the mountain cows oh i believe that's who it belongs to it's the it's the spirit of the mountain and avalorn i believe is what it what it is <laughs> jason i totally agree with you man uh, uh, <laughs> he puts out he goes he goes he goes but that ability made me question if they play test the, you know the, these things at times we talked about that a few shows ago uh, we, we talked about that yeah i hear play tester it, so go ahead so it's it's it uh you know, that's not that's not sorry that well one's not, i'm trying on, to, I'm trying to find I mean, it. yeah it's, it's, it's in here somewhere i know there's an ability that it can befuddle your opponent i mean there is, one of the houses is completely about the cath callers so they're they they become your bread and butter and instead of taking tech list, you probably take three or two or three of them just okay because then you're handing out moral wounds and all this other crap that's just beyond crazy right sure Sure. So okay. So so we, I I kind of derailed what yeah, you were saying. So, force. so okay. What is it? He's got it. Tectonic force. He's got it. Tectonic force. There you go. Yep. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Um, uh, necessary poro. So th thanks, bud. All right. So let's um. So so take us through. Walk us through, man. Walk us through what your two thousand point list would be right now if you had to put them out on the table against my and uh, against my ogre maw tribe or against okay. my beastie boys. So t like I said. Uh, Tekelis is definitely Teclis is definitely my number one, and that's just because he has 16 spells to choose from. Mm -hmm. He has the entire lore, so he's 660 uh, points, and has 16 spells that he can take. He can cast one automatically non-dispellable or two non-automatically non-dispellable. He can cast three, which then go off at uh, I believe 12s. 
Right. And then you can cast four, which go off on tens. So they're automatic. There's no they get he gets no pluses, no minuses to his casting on any of those. It's just it's either four spells at ten, three spells at twelve, or two spells auto. And you can't do it. You, all you can do is a spell when he goes for three or four spells. Okay. Um. So that, that's your that's your character. Right. What else? The light, the light of Eltharian, just because oh, he's a badass. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. That's plain and simple. He, and, and that's really something. Even though for a named character, I would, I would have to say, I would have to agree with that. I mean, and you know, he's a legacy character. You know, minus he's his a Griffin. Yeah. Now that you know, yeah. I'm not he doesn't thrilled. need it. He doesn't. He doesn't need it though. This this man is moving so super cool. He's a six inch move, but then with he can your, double it, right? But he can double that right. and run, and it's just it's crazy. And then the calf collar. Those are pretty much where I would go. Battle line. Definitely go with the wardens. Um, probably two units of mm. ten, right? Just because they don't need to be that big, and then back them up with two units of bows. Okay. Because be at that point, you're already covered your battle line. Because the wardens have one ability, which is listed in their primary length. That for each Yari uh, warden unit, include in your army, you can take one sentinels unit or one dawn riders okay so you can take either a bow unit or a horse unit and they become battle line all right automatically well, let, me, let me throw something out at you i'm, I'm going to derail you again i told you i wasn't going to do that and here i am doing it to you again yeah it's all right but let me derail let me, let me let me say this so chaos spawn brought up a good a good point in the in the chat he brought up he said i hate to be that guy don't worry man i'm that guy all the time chaos spawn i'm that guy all the time uh but he said um the, the wardens are the most points efficient in AOS history, 10 Wardens deal 6.4 wounds per 120 points. Mm -hmm. I like that point. What say you? I mean, do you agree with that to that point? I do. And okay. I think they're I think they're probably in the top five of the most well-pointed for efficiency mm -hmm. out of any book that's out there. And I'd have to put Skinks in that list as well in the top five. Because okay. Skinks can, Skinks can put three times out their weight and damage for 120 points. Yeah, but are, do any of these really hold up to Nobbler? No. Your Nobblers are king. You know that. I know. Thank you. That's, see? See? This, and this, this, folks, is why he's my co-host. See? This is, this is how it works out. All Until right, they go get ahead. slaughtered off the table. You son of a bitch. All right. So, <laughs> so, let's, so let, let's, let's keep rolling here. So, all right. So, um, all right, so, so, so we, so we, my, we got, so we got my, Teclis. My, okay, go ahead. Right. So my battle line, you got Teclis in the rear. You got mm -hmm. Teclis. You got the Light of Eltherian leading the, leading the charge. He's the general. And you got the Cath Collar that's backing up and doing her thing. Okay. Um, you have the two units of spears, two units of bows, and then I probably would throw two units of hammers in front of them and maybe one cow, one giant uh, So, so your, your hammers would be the screen? The hammers would actually be following side by side to the spears because the way the hammer, the hammers are the only ones that actually have the knockback ability. They're the only ones that can knock a yarn. Oh yeah. Yeah. We inches. talked about that. That's a crazy, you know, you, you could effectively almost knock somebody off that you're going to, you know, what I mean is if you could, they you could weren't almost, so if they weren't so bloody slow. Yes. Those hammers only move four inches. I bet you that we, we could see that happen. You could knock an enemy unit off the table, right? Well, you could, I mean, they, they they move things back on a three inch strike, so when they hit you, which they're going to hit you on threes or more, you know, or easier, and you get pushed back, they can push you out of attack range, and you still have the spears directly behind you that can oh, hit yeah. you. Three three inch so, three inch range, right? So having those two literally like staggered right into each other, you're you're looking at a three inch push with a three inch stab. Okay. So that's why I'm saying they're a heavy defensive unit. Right. Um. Points wise. 
once you start putting all those into play, you're you're already pushing your 2000. It's just they're min, they're minimum sized units for the 2000 because Teclas is so expensive. He's 660. Sure, sure. But you take him out and you run the mountain cows or you run bigger units of spears. You can back them up with Eltharian. You can back them up with the Cathcaller. You can back them up with the the Stone Wizard. Yeah. Which you know they do. Those all are very vicious people. Elthrond to me seems to be that that one unit character unit um, that's almost going to be like a like a torpedo. You're just going to wind him up and send him towards whatever enemy unit you either want to severely weaken or. or oh yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, and Chaos Spawn just said you take the Soul Screen Bridge with Tekelis, he auto cast it, and you just jump there a troop go. right into the line. And yeah, you can do that. I mean, you you figure he's got 16 spells in his in this book alone. That he can cast. That's not counting any of the endless spells that are out there. Sure. And there's like 30 of those. So, you know, he his spell book is bigger than most battle tomes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he he right. is a little he's a little undercosted in my opinion. I'll actually give you that he is actually a little undercosted. After reading the fact that he can auto cast, he has access to 30 something spells at any given point. Granted, you got to buy the endless spells, but. So what? Right. You know, you right. you put them, you put it, you put them on top of, or you put them on top of, uh, what is it? The, the, the geyser tower thing that doubles his range. And then you, you put a, an emerald spell, spell portal and he's throwing spells everywhere on the table. Sure. Sure. Okay. You know? Well, so I, I mean, I, there, I guess, there's... I guess it's going to be a little bit to really get this army out there into the world and get it digested a little bit to really kind of get an idea of what, what it, what's going to be entailed with this thing, right? Right. I think what we're going to see with this army is we're going to see a lot of min-maxing in the beginning, right. and then people are going to start filtering out what works the best. Yes, well, thank What's you. so the funny about that is min-maxing. I mean, there's no freaking units to min-max with. Well, I mean... There's nothing there's, to the army. No, there's not. But, I mean, your 10, your 10 models for your wardens, your 5 models for your stone hammers, and then your 10, are, your 10 models for your sentinels. So what would be your your minimums are going to be taking them 140 10 spears. That's your minimum. Okay. You know, and there's and there's no reason to run them any bigger. So because do you, if do you think you actually lose the advantage of the of the unit by running them bigger. Okay. All right. So do you think um you think we're going to see I mean, okay, so so Eidneth is there is their only um ally, right? Mhm. Mm so what, what what are some good units and I'm obviously eels, right? I get that. But uh, what, what are going to be some good units you think would, would, would be a good ally supplement? 400 you know, points, of I, course, or something to that effect. I don't know if you actually would, I don't know if you would ever want to use the allies because you, you don't pick up the abilities of the ally. You don't pick up their house. You don't pick up their traits. You just pick up the right. unit. Okay. You All know, right. so what are you going to do? Put a tide collar in a single, in a, a single unit of eels at 400 points and possibly have the ability to start in the ether sea and, and jump behind somebody? Well, I wouldn't because I mean, they look nothing like beastmen. <laughs> well, so I wouldn't. but 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 you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. That, no, no, that's I, about, I, I that's get, about the I only get. thing that they would you would ever take them for. It's it's the yeah. same. It's the same conundrum you come with the cities of Sigmar. You know, it's like, yeah, Dude, with living sitting, you could take Sylvaneth, but why? Can Teclas go go back to something you said before? I just saw this pop up on the chat too. That, that's I don't point. know. I, let me can, can Teclas can Teclas? I don't think Teclas can. I don't think if he's a behemoth, he can't. Well, he's already on that big salad bowl. He's on a he's on a big uh, cabbage base, anyways, right? You see that the matter. On? As long as long as he's not a behemoth, if he's a behemoth, he can't go on the Belfort, Bellwind. 
Let's see. Teclas is considered a behemoth, so he will not be allowed on the right. battle. Okay, so battle. there you go. There you go, man. All right, so yep. uh, um, necessary poral, no can do, my brother. No can yep. do. As long as All as right. long as the model's not a behemoth, they can they can go on top of that thing. Sean, Sean's with us, man. Hey, Sean. Hey, there he is. He's talking sharks, man. Sharks. Um, well, yeah, the Alapexis would be an amazing model to actually. And have, their the points next... went down. Right, because it's an additional shooting unit that could back up your archers. See. But that's See? again. But that's that's all you're you're looking at. What could you use to back up the troops you're already putting on the table? And Justin Sharknado, man. Sharknado. Sharknado. Yeah, that's all we need is you know mountain rocks and mountain goat rocks and high cows throwing sharks at people. That that's great. So <laughs> that's your army. Remember, you just said that. So hey, you know so what? Let's... That's fine. I can say that because I own the army. So let's let's <laughs> before we before we get on to our next topic, let's let's kind of wind this down. Let's go back to the big mountain cows. Okay. So one's a character, one's not, right? Correct. So, so one can take artifacts and one can't. Am I? Am I is that right? Yes. Or are they? Are they yep. Okay. Okay. One is one is the spirit of the mountain. Does not have an is not actually named. The other one is named and has his own abilities. They do share um, a common ability between the two of them, which is the faith of the mountain. But the named one has a higher variant, a version of it. It basically does one more than the non-named. Okay. All right. So that's the only thing, real big thing. The big trick with these is if you're taking these, these giant mountain spirits, you have to take a stone mage. There, there's no way around it. They, they have to be together. Okay. Explain to me why take a stone because, mage. Why do you have to? Okay. Because you have an ability on them called the stone mage symbiosis. And it's basically, as long as there is a stone mage within um, 12 inches of this model, um, it suffers zero. It can suffer like zero wounds. It reduces the amount of wounds it can suffer. So you're basically adding like extra shielding okay. and repairing it. Okay. It's like it's like having a it's like having a dude with a trowel of cement walking behind you and you know. I got you. Okay. Fixing a wall. <laughs> All right. Okay. So everything in this book is actually synergized really well. It's just you're 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 lit. With the nine units we have, you're almost required to take certain things to make it work. Now, let me go back. So, so as far as the artifacts, do they both mm-hmm. have the hero key? Obviously, the named one has a hero keyword, but does the other one? Does the, one that, uh, does the non-named character have a hero keyword? No, it does not. I don't believe so. So it wouldn't be able to take an artifact, would it? Uh, no, it's a monster. Okay. It's, it's they, I, I kind of I wasn't sure because I was like, okay, you know, is it is it like a is it like a gorgon? Like yeah, you know? it's considered okay. a monster. But I mean, the it doesn't even that. Then you're, if you take two of them, you're you know two of those and two stone masons running around with hammers in front of them. These all have three inch range and they're all pushing you everywhere. So. Sure. Right. 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 You know, and I know everybody was making fun of the uh, the the their endless spells but yeah some of their endless we spells did. are did. oh my god um their saint the sanctum of Am- amnitok is disgusting I, I think it's probably one of the most broken endless spells that are in the game okay give us a, give us a high low of that thing five thousand foot view <sighs> seven casting value and it basically forms a ring circle around the bearer that cast it it has to form around whoever cast it and pretty much makes them immune to everything coming in oh that'll do it okay well okay so, the so most, they gotta be for the, but for they gotta the, be for the most part but they gotta be wholly within that right no, it, 
it basically so the way the spell works you cast it it forms itself around whatever unit or model so say you put it around Eltherian, and then the entire thing becomes one model so okay. you get if Eltherian's on a 40 millimeter base you put this thing around it you've now increased Eltherian's attack range from a 40 millimeter base to a 75 okay all right and you get two-inch attacks off of that 75-millimeter base because it all becomes one model, it all moves as one model, and the only person that controls it, Luminelth Realm Lords. No one else can move it. Right, right. Hence my, my earlier claim, they're a little overpowered. Just a bit. Just a bit. But, you know, just a bit. Yeah. But they can be beaten. Don't get me wrong. They okay, can be beaten. Okay, so, so why, don't, why, don't we, why don't we wrap up this topic on the Luminelth Realm Lords with how are they beaten? Okay, you, you got to beat them. How do you beat them? Take out their heroes. Well, okay. Take out, take out, take out their primary casters. Okay, so if, how do you take out Teclas? If, if that's because you, you, you know, you know, even with that big, even with that big, uh, maw crusher dummy, that, that well, even even with that big maw crusher base, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to you know screen him. But you know, people are going to do it. They're going to have to, right? Yep. So you're not going to go charging into him because you're going to go charging in headlong oh. to a bunch of spears or something. So, um, tell us how you, to kill him. Well, you charge the spears and you draw them in. You have to, and then you just direct your attacks accordingly. But you have to attack him direct. All right. If so, you let him, if you let him sit in the backfield, he's going to out magic you all day long. Well, yeah. And you're, yeah. You can auto cast four. Yeah, we know that. And right. you're done. Right. You have to get into it. The all cath right. collar. The cath collars are wet paper sheets. You get yeah. into them, they're gone. So you know the only one that's going to give you that headache if you get into them, and you may want to just play avoidance with him if you can, is Altherian. Sure. Is the light? Is the light because he catches you. And he's got enough attacks to, to tear down, you know. Hi, Mr. Maw Crusher, you're gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of you course. know, I got enough attacks to do it. Yeah. Well, good stuff. You, know, <laughs> you could try to eat him with Arkin and Sean, but I have a pro- I, I think you'd be looking at a real big headache. <laughs> now, I want, I want to point out some absolute brilliance right here that just popped up on the chat here. I mean, we're talking about culture, brilliance. Somebody that's extremely educated, Jason Moss. I got to tell you, man, nobblers and scrap launchers. Did you see that? Now that's a guy. That's a mm-hmm. cultured individual yep. that knows exactly what he's doing in this world. Nobblers <laughs> are the answer for everything. See, I, you know, I, I got to tell you, if you were running for any kind of public office, Jason, I'd vote for you. Right, right off that, right there, man. See, that's right. What do you think, Justin? Huh? Yeah, that's wisdom. Yep. <laughs> Hey gang, I wanted to take a break in today's show to introduce one of our sponsors and a great store for all of your hobby needs. That's GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Open seven days a week, 12 to 12. GameStorm Gaming has got you covered for all of your hobby and gaming needs. They got Magic the Gathering, War Machine, X-Wing, Game of Thrones, Force of Will card game, PC gaming and repair, Warhammer 40K, and Age of Sigmar, and a ton more. Grab paints, brushes, cases, Dice, and a lot more at GameStorm Gaming in Lamont, Illinois. Stop in and see John and the gang there at GameStorm Gaming, located at 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois, or check them out on their website at GameStormGaming.com. Again, that's www.GameStormGaming.com. They also stay open past midnight for special cases and events, so get over there and get your nerd on with GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. 630-243-9330. Again, 
That's GameStorm Gaming, 1243 State Street, Lamont, Illinois. GameStorm Gaming is a proud sponsor of Grimdark Live. We hope to see you there. All right, we are going to get into the General's Handbook 2020. That's going to be our next topic. So let's uh, yeah. let's get let's get rolling on this one, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's a, it, it's a lot. You know, there's there's a lot that really has to be uh, kind of discussed with this one. Um, I mean, this could be an entire show on its own or multiple shows on its own with everything that's going on. But until we we have that book in our hands, we don't know everything. Well, and and I think I think right now. Yeah. So so let's 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 start off the top. You know, pre-order was this past weekend. And and, Mm -hmm. and now the new General's Handbook 2020 is going to be in everybody's sweaty palms on Saturday, July 11th. So just a couple of days out. Now, yep. we've heard about via different leaks and different things like that, that, you know, the, the new open play rules, new narrative play rules, and the new matched play rules. And to be honest, I've never really been a, a fan of, of, of open play. And, and unless I'm, you know, playing, you know, at one of Steve Herner's events, I'm not much of a narrative kind of player either. So like previous General's Handbooks, those sections don't really necessarily interest me. And I'm not knocking them. I mean, if other people, you know, I dig them and, and, and oftentimes, sometimes I will, as well but that's just not my my main uh cup of tea but i will tell you one thing that does interest me and that's this uh this build a bear for nerds let's start right there man let's talk i gotta tell you <laughs> yeah. this this, this the, hero the, builder the hero builder this, yep yeah heck yeah i mean i think this hero builder is definitely where it's at um so let's get into that. I mean, you know, even even though it's 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 now it's not just for for narrative play. It's actually going to be for match play as well, as long as your yep. opponent agrees to it, right? One of those things. Yeah, yeah. There, so, GW laid down an entire. They, they they did a whole thing on the community page, and you guys can all check it out if you want. That tells you exactly how the des- what you're how you're building your character. So you're doing it with what they call destiny points. You either build a twenty point character or up to a forty point character. Okay. You choose the ancestry of your character. So Elf, Oric, Bulgor, whatever else. And I believe they said that there's 23 ancestries available in, in the book. Okay. So they're covering a broad base. You Then you get to go into the armory. So you choose their armor, their weapon type, the whole nine yards, and build the character any way you want, which is awesome because this brings something back to the game that we haven't seen in a long time. A lot of RPG stuff from back in the day, yeah. One, RPG, and two, conversion. You can, we start seeing characters with specific conversions to match their theme. Right, right. Which it, we haven't seen this in a long time. Uh, probably since fourth or fifth edition, I think. Right, yeah. right. So I, I yeah, I, I think I think having this come back is is kind of a refreshing thing, and I think it does offer that it, another extension to the hobby or the creativity. And although I, I still think there's been a lot of conversion out there, there's a lot of talented people doing stuff, but I think this is going to push even the people that maybe were a little bit more timid. To right, do so, but you know, like to maybe create you know, that one character. Prime example, like I love one of the pictures that they had on here, which was you know it's it's basically the war chanter. Oh yeah, sitting on a pig, you yep. know, and the idea of being able to build a war chanter that's riding in on a gorgrunta. Oh yeah, they can stay with your gorgruntas and keep going. That is phenomenal. Now, my my curiosity here is if this is any way that this could get completely blown out of proportion you know if this is anything that you know you, you get somebody that can create their own their own their own hero let's just say mm-hmm. you know right. i mean is could could this thing get completely uh well, thrown I mean, out you know it, it just it could it be complete absolute pandemonium on the table i mean or do you think in other words what i'm saying is is there a way that this could be abused 
I don't know. Without seeing what the abilities that they're incorporating into this and how they're actually pricing those abilities, mm-hmm. I can't say yes or no. Do I think you can build some form of warrior god? Possibly. Yeah. And just to, just to kind of read what they got here, it says, in narrative campaigns, you can give your hero a die three extra destiny points after each game allowing them to grow and level up through the battles. Meanwhile, in open play, you can substitute in a hero of your own invention uh, with using the open war army generator. Okay. And for match play, if you have an opponent or an event organizer's permission, you can include a custom hero in your army at the point cost of 10 times the amount of destiny points that you spend on them. Knowing that number okay. means that the maximum size character you can have is 400 points. Okay, so that's, you know, that's not so bad. Okay, no, I got you. So, so again, if your base race, which we, we saw a leak on that, which I don't have that information, but we saw a base where, say, an elf was three points is their base point, and you put them in armor and everything else, hey, that may be bringing them up to 12 points before abilities, and then you put all these, you put whatever amount of abilities you can afford up to forty if you choose to go that high. Isn't isn't it funny how they're kind of going back to the? Uh, remember back in the day, you know, light armor, heavy armor, points, right? And, you know, a right. shield, you know, always added more. It's so funny how I, you know. And I've you know, always, and I've always, I've kind of missed that from AOS in a way. Is having I, the customizability on? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay to a point. With, to a to a point. To yeah, a point. I definitely don't want to see that rules, you know, bloat come back again, but. Um, but if I you only d- do it if you only do it for heroes, it's not so bad as if you're yeah. doing it for every single unit in the game. Right. And you know, going back you know, to, going back to my tournament that's happening here in a month, Armed Forces Day, uh, I really was tempted to say, yeah, I'll go ahead and pull the trigger and, and uh, allow this this you know this these these create this build a bear for nerds as I like to call it. You know, create your own <laughs> uh, create your own hero. But I just I, I didn't really want to have to uh, try to absorb a whole new rule set, new points, new scenarios, right. and then that too. I just didn't think that I'd be able to competently pull it off. And I you know I want to make sure well, the experience and, and, for the gamers. And is... what and then you have to decide on are you going to use the forty point limit up to forty point limit for heroes, or are you going to cap it at twenty at minimum? Right. Right. You have to decide, okay, where am I going to have the cap on here for points for this hero? Exactly, exactly. So so that's one thing that we know, and I think that's going to be fun in lighthearted match play games. But let's get into yeah. the match play here. Let's kind of keep rolling let's on. And, and although I, I could sit here and, and nerd out and talk about, you know, Build-A-Bear all day long with these uh, with these characters, but I think, it's, I think it's good that we move on. So the match play section of the book, mm-hmm. this does interest me. But what are your thoughts on the, you know, on on I guess, because um, I, I know you play a lot more narrative and things like that. So really, before we really dig into the match play, I mean, are there any other parts of the game sections that, um, other than match play, that that caught your eye? Anything that that you maybe aerial said, combat? Okay, I was just gonna go there. Yeah, you stole mine. Damn it. Yeah, I, I'm totally <laughs> into that. Aerial yeah. combat all day long. Yeah, taking uh, a hero, taking a hero, putting them on the back of a flying pig, and saying. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're gonna see. You know, the, our can is gonna be. The, people are gonna start painting him like the Red Baron. I mean, it's gonna be. Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> it, it, it's it's gonna happen. No, I, I actually am looking forward to that quite a bit because mm-hmm. I love those those kind of offshoot type. Now that I'll like I you know the little um, little quirky things that they yeah. throw in there every so often to yeah. spice things up. Exactly. Yeah. So I I think that's kind of neat. And you know what's funny is, is is I seem to remember, and I could be making this up in my mind, but I seem to remember that they rumored that when the GHB 19 came out 
or was it the 18? I don't remember, but I think it might I have been the 18. I, I thought it did. Okay, am I making that up in my mind, or did you hear? No, that? no. I think it was the 18 because that's when they were starting to introduce a lot of the um, the changes to the Keratin Overlords and Zinch and the yeah. flying rules. And, 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 and I, I thought I, I thought I had heard, but like I said, because I'm mostly just a, a, a match play gamer. Uh, a lot of the other, you know, offshoot stuff, I, I never really, I mean, hell, I, I barely even played Warcry, which, you know, I, I love Warcry. I love the idea of it, which I got I to gotta make a more concerted effort to play more of that game. But anyway, moving on. So let's get back into match play here. So uh, we now have uh, updates and adjustments on, on areas of, of play like army size, point limits, battlefield roles, allied units, war scroll battalions what am I not remembering here and 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 all that good tournament type stuff right yeah gotcha. I mean there's a whole there's a whole rewrite to the tournament scene and just how match play is fundamentally works right right but let's start with here so so there are realm of battle rules which mm-hmm. are rules to represent each of the mortal realms in your games including you know uh, potential artifacts and we're 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 gonna get into those potential artifacts that are gone now but we're not going to get there just yet right. um the 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 and, and I guess Potent would be another way to talk about the artifacts. I guess. I guess when I there's, there's a lot less of them, but they're a lot more powerful. Um, it's it's so almost gonna... like they combined a few of them together. Okay. So so yeah, we've got we've got we've got um, the realm of battle rules. There's going to be some rules that are going to represent uh, you know each of the the mortal realms in your games, in, including right. the the you know like I said those artifacts. There's also um, Something that I thought that was brought up that really was the first piece of rumored news that I think really kind of hit uh, people sideways, which led me to the uh, the topic of the ward saves again, mm-hmm. which I thought we would readdress here. And I'm kind of uh, throwing something up here. Um, and for you folks that are going to be joining us later on the podcast, you know, you'll have to just kind of listen to what we're saying and, and come on back to the show and, and, and watch all this. But, but here it is right here, you know. Um, this is very reminiscent of past versions of Warhammer, right? Warhammer Fantasy Battle Seventh Edition. Uh, anyway, um, here's here's the new rules as it stands right now, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read this. It says uh, you cannot make more than one dice roll, excluding rerolls. So, like Daughters of Cain with their again and again save is fine uh, to negate a wound or mortal wound that has been allocated to a model. If you if you could use more than one ability to negate allocated wounds or mortal wounds, you must pick which ability you will use. Um, a lot of people, as I seem to recall, when that first dropped about a week ago, uh, they really shit sideways. Put it put it plain and simply. Um, I didn't really know how to take it because my immediate thought was um, I was working on a, on a Slaves of Darkness army. And my immediate thought was, Holy crap! So I got my Chaos Warriors with their with their uh, their shields. I give them a five plus against mortal wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have my uh, you know my my Harbinger of Decay um, that can give them a five plus you know um, uh, ward save if he's within seven inches of them. And then I have my uh, my my Chaos uh, um, uh, the the chariot the uh, the um, the altar. The, the, the altar, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, that can also give them a ward save. So um, all of that got completely, completely nerfed. And, and, and as a side note, is it me or is the very moment the Slaves of Darkness book came out, even with the Wrath the Everchosen book that came out after that, ha- has that army just not gotten unnecessarily chop blocked? I kind of, I kind of took a left turn at Albuquerque with that comment there. But you, Slaves you of Darkness did a little really... bit, but I think you're right. I mean, it seems like it seems like what they've done with this rule. 
is yeah they've gotten away with the okay you have seven to ten different ways to shrug a mortal wound or a wound in general choose the best one and that's what you're rolling against well yeah because i understand the whole stacking thing not only was it a time sink in a game but you had some pretty pretty crazy rules that were out there pretty crazy things that happened in a game but and i kind of like this in a way i think it um um my my attitude is it's going to and this may sound a little snobby, but I, I think it's going to cause gamers or force gamers to come up with um, more of a balanced list rather than the list that we had before, which was a stacked power center that kind of, you know, uh, you know, unnecessarily or necessarily imbued the rest of the army to success. If, right, if that makes any right. sense. I think it's going no, to... I, I think I think it does make sense. And I, and I agree with you in that sense. But I think what it what it's kind of doing is it's pulling the power back from heroes a little bit and putting them back into the units. So you're not relying on that overwhelming amount of extra bonus saves, and you're relying more on your bodies. Okay. What it, it's the way I'm looking at it. Is It's like, okay, yeah, I don't get 16 different ways to shrug a wound, but if I have the ability that allows me to transfer the wound to somebody else and they get a save instead of me taking it, or you know, I get a reroll, or I have a spell that went off that gives me a reroll, none of that was infected. It's right. just, right. it's just this unit in general already has a ward save. It's a five. I got one over here coming yeah. from this guy who's my general who can give me a four. I'm gonna take his instead because it's a better save. Right. And then I can still re-roll against his because of the spell that's affecting my. That's unit. it. And I, I gotta throw a real quick shout out. High class white trash man. He's back with us in War Shrine. Thank you very much, Caspon. Uh, mm -hmm. High class white trash for reminding me. I Man, I totally had a. You know what it is, folks. I still haven't. There's quite so gotten... many units in the games. No, it's, it's not even that. I, I wish I wish I could use that as an excuse. It's, it's really what it is, folks. I got all this beer hops and bong resin still stuck up here, man. I'm working on it. I gotta wow. tell you, I'm 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 working it out, man. I'm working it that's out. Well, yeah, but you know you know you know what I do remember? Mm. Nobblers. <laughs> Nobblers. All right, yeah. So so moving on with that, boy, that's that's just a joke. I'm just going to beat that joke right into oblivion. You man. are. You, you definitely are. But you know what? That's okay. You keep doing that. You keep doing you. I'm I'm going to have. Oh, right now. Camera. Oh. All right. So. <laughs> so he's a, he's a sick ticket, folks. But we like him. He fits hey. in. All right. So um. Let's keep rolling with this. So there's a separate 32-page booklet uh, and that's going to be a, with this uh, with with the General's Handbook. It's going to be the pitch battle profiles. It's going to contain all the pitch battle uh, point values, unit size, and battlefield roles. And we've we've already seen a lot of the you know Spanish and French kind of you know snippets of of these things floating around. German, yeah, um, and all the roles for for units and scenery, endless spells, uh, and even what I thought was interesting in, in their little write-up: compendium and forge world models. Um, mm -hmm. the, the one that caught me off guard there was Compendium Models. Bretonians? Uh, well, technically, Tinkings, con con technically, Compendium Models are still out there in tournament circuits. You still see Bretonians and you still see Tomb Kings. Not as readily, but you still see them. Is that cruel to do this? I mean, is that are we at a point now where, where it's like, if, if you're if you're if you're a person out there if you're a gamer out there and you're slogging around you got your display board and you got your bretonians on there and your pegasus knights and you know <laughs> is it cruel to, is just it, to watch is it, them get smacked into oblivion yeah, I mean, at some point is it cruel just to kind of sit there and can you keep going you can still play that army even though you're going to get the shit kicked out of you uh, you know you know what if if i was to ever go into a tournament and come across somebody who had a gorgeous painted bretonian army i might just give them the game just because of it you know it's just like here you go just take it you yeah, win. like it's yeah, awesome. you you, you, know, you, you poor you, you sorry win. bastard yeah, i gotta you, do this for you. you you win life just because hey you you stuck 
with an army that has been right kicked into the dirt so heavily. But I mean, but, I mean, that's my point. When I saw that compendium, I was like, I was like, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I don't know whether to be happy about that or just, just, just feel real pitiful towards a lot of the people that are still slogging around know, with like a tomb you know king what, army. That, that's you got to play the game you, the way you want to play it. That's just the way it is. If that's the army that you love and it, it's it's yours, play it. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I look. I, I get all that. I just, I just brought that when, when I first saw that compendium. I was like, wow, they're still using that word. You know, mm-hmm. it's been five years and they're still using the word compendium. That just kind of weirds me out. But, uh, but yeah. So I mean, I, we also have the the twelve new pitch battle battle plans and the eighteen new and updated objectives for the twenty twenty season. Um, Yay. <laughs> yeah yay yeah yeah i i kind of caught that uh i kind of caught that tinge of sarcasm too there so oh, when when you completely rehash the realms you re completely rehash the the battle plans and the way that deployment is done and then on top of that you throw all the mechanics for how objectives work under the bus right and run them over 10 times and then bring them back out and go hey that worked sure. you know it, sure. it's kind of what it feels like it's like we we were the term of sequence and everything else. We're used to playing certain certain things. And granted, we talk about this all the time. Where you should play what you roll. You should play what game comes up because it just makes your life easier. Sure. You know, and you learn how to handle all the situations. Well, this one now with rotating objectives and all this other stuff, it's like, oh well, it's the same match, but these objective rules are completely different. Right. Right. You know, one another thing about this about the general's handbook that that we have now that I really like is the the coalition of death. That's the pit. That's that's the the, the play uh, uh, two on two games uh, for uh, one off battles or, or tournament use. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be perfect for our our, our war meet. You know, uh, for our club events. Um, I, I do I do think of that. You know, we, you when you were bringing up before you, you were saying about the the, the the flying. You know, the the flyers, uh, mm-hmm. the, the fights. I, I I thought the coalition of death. Uh, that was one that came to mind. I wanted I wanted to throw that I, out there. I, I, I like the idea of the coalition of death. I really well, the matrix I, I thought was can, pretty cool. The, yeah, the, the, the fact that you've got a whole listing of what you can put, who you can pair with, and who you can. Which which do. I want to touch on that because they, they call this the coalition matrix, which mm-hmm. it's a chart that breaks down the interaction between all twenty four. 24, right? 24 of the uh, existing yep. factions within Age of Sigmar. Now, Justin, I'm, you and I, man, we're a couple of old-ass gamers, so I'm going to walk you down this road. So this is very reminiscent of what was introduced back in Warhammer Fantasy Battles 7th Edition, where you had the allies between, you know, back yep. then, the armies of good, destruction, evil, where certain things in a game could or could not take place based on the type of, of, of allies you were. You know, if you were uneasy and alliance they did, they or an untrusted alliance... Uh, I mean, some armies make for for better allies. I get all that, but I think it's interesting yep. that, you know, all those things are coming back. You know, we're well, seeing they, just that. They resurgence. did the same thing in 40k too. We saw this kind of chart in sixth edition 40k. They had the same that same coalition right. of forces. They did it in 40k. They've done it in AOS. I was actually surprised to see it come back. Well, what in, I'm, all, in all honesty, especially with the alliance abilities. Well, I think this way with 40 plus years of of you know, written IP and materials oh, that yeah. they can draw from. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is go all the way back to, to you know, Warhammer Fantasy Battles. What are we, 16, 17 years away from that now? Or, or wait, from the start of it? Or am I, am I, am I oh, in 6th no. edition now? No, no, I'm not that far back. You're, any rate, you're, but, but you're my, off a little bit there, but that's okay. Yeah, but my point I'm trying to make on this one is, you know, they're they're drawing back to those old allegiance charts that used to be in mm-hmm. all of the rule books. Yep. Which I it think hard, is... It was hard-pressed hard in the very... And, 
back into the of any battle tome that was out there. Yeah, and what I like about what they're doing is this doesn't feel like rules creep to me. This doesn't feel like rules bloat to me. And, and I, I like the time. way no. no, and I, I like the way the general's handbook is 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 offering this up. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Speaking of of changes and offering stuff up and and really getting rid of them, GW, they flushed the toilet on eighty four artifact options. Goodbye Aether Quart- Aether yep. Quartz brooch. Goodbye Ethereal amulet. I mean, to be honest, between you, me, and the lamppost, and 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 all of our awesome listeners, out of the eighty four of those. Artifacts. The only ones I really ever used were Ethereal Amulet, Ignax Scales, the Sword of Judgment, and Aether Quartz Brooch. Four of them. Yep. So those were the primary you saw in most of the metas. Yeah, I'm not too tore up about the the, the, the mass exodus of of the realm specific artifacts. I like the concept of um, what am I trying to say? I like the concept of pushing the artifacts from uh, the army books the best. I like I like the fact that we're getting armies back into their codexes. Um, and I think I right. might be in the minority on that one, but I do. I, I, I like that. Um, but with that said, there's still a, a greater issue of not all army artifacts being on the same on the same power level, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, but 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 I'm still OK with that. Well, we're we're seeing a pretty big change in the way these the, our battle tomes are coming too, though, if you think about it, because a lot of the a lot of the battle tomes are with a specific faction of an army, be it like Lumineth Rome Lords with their four right. different houses, they all come from Heish. Plain and simple. Heish, yeah. Yeah, right. So so you're so you're you're literally your realm determines your artifact. And I mean cities of Sigmar, they've got mm-hmm. their 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 cities that are coming from the different realms and right. you know, and every everywhere else that's out there Every codex seems to be going that way. Battletome going that way lately is just where it's like, okay, this army specifically located in this realm, and these are the artifacts that are coming out of that realm. And hey, here's a small list that you get to pull from. Regardless, yeah, there's not there's not too many of them that are saying, okay, well, you can just say your iron jaws are coming from anywhere they want, and you're taking any artifact you want. No, it's no, just, right. And what, what I'm saying is, know, is 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 but a lot of people made a big deal about these 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 realm specific artifacts that were going to you know they got the old Shandolar. My whole standpoint is who cares? There were 84 of them. I bet you right. I bet you nine and a half out of ten of every gamer out there couldn't couldn't blather on and, and note six more than six. Without me getting my book, I couldn't even do that. No, hell no, I couldn't. I, I couldn't go past the four that I just rambled off. No. Um, but now let's let's do this. Let, let's keep going with this topic. I know we're kind of burning the clock off the wall here, but yeah, hey, man, we're, we're having fine. fun, man. This is what we do. Yeah. But now let's take a look at some of the other areas of change real quick here, and that's the points changes that I think are the biggest mm-hmm. thing that, ironically enough, nobody's really talking about. Uh, in, in, Which in I'm really handbook. surprised about yeah. because it's going to make everybody have to rethink their list. But you know what I'm going to try to pull up here is I have a list here, uh, and it's not a very big list, um, but it's it's a list that's comprised of a breakdown of the of about eight armies that uh, that and I've I've kind of collected some of the some of the 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 changes here. Here um, comes the knob bars, ladies and gentlemen. Greatest unit in the game. <laughs> Okay. So, so we're just going to we're going to pick out a couple here. So we got let's let's start with let's start with your flunky old army, the Cities of Sigmar. No, I'm kidding, folks. Ha ha ha. So it, by by looking <laughs> at this here, so we got we got Cities of Sigmar. So um, Battle Mage up by twenty. I think that needed to happen. Yeah. Uh, your Steam Tank with Commander down by twenty points. Steam Tank itself down by twenty points. How does yep. that make you feel, man? I pick up sixty points on my list. Yeah. Well. Because uh, I run three of them. Yeah. So, I mean, that right there, looking at that, you know, Free Guild Guard, uh, Great Swords down by 20 to 140. I think that 
They needed that needed to happen. They I were do, too expensive do, for what they yeah, were. They, but you know what? They were still popular. People still took oh, yeah. them. So that's why oh, I was a little I was a little back and forth with that one. Um, Disciples of Zeech. Let's take a look at this this guy here. So, uh, Pink Horrors of Zeech up by twenty. That needed to happen because uh, yes, every time to somebody took up. a damn gaunt summoner, you know those things were all over the place. Uh, the changeling up by twenty. I never saw anybody mm-hmm. use the changeling. I mean, was was that? He's any... used. He's used a lot more in the slaves of darkness side of things. Um, well, I thought there'd be the gaunt the... summoner, not the changeling. It's one of the two. Yeah, the, I, the, I... the, the, the gaunt summoner yeah. is used because he's actually in the slaves of darkness book. The changeling. I can't remember the last time I actually saw a changeling. I forgot on the what table. he actually does, but I know he was he was a fairly hefty. He's a he's a he's in one of the metas. He's one of the in one of the builds. Right. Um, so moving on here, we got the Karadran overlords. I mean, you want to talk about an army that really is always, I, I think out of the gate when this army came out, what, two years ago, yeah, stumbled out of the freaking gates. Um, it's you know, so sad. Nothing really surprising. Such a army. Yeah. Nothing really surprising with this list here. I mean, the gun haulers down by 20, that's going to be a big good, deal. Because, good. But, but I think what this is going to benefit, I think the Karadran overlords here, what I think that's going to benefit more is. Cities of Sigmar armies because I only saw Karajan mm-hmm. overlords in Cities of Sigmar builds. Yeah, you, you you truthfully only see them in the Tempest Eye builds, and that's just because you know. Oh well, yeah. You're you got jump troop, you got jump troop dwarves bouncing all over the table, dropping off gunners and whatever else they need, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's there's no real way to stop that unless you can surround them. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, the I, I like the fact that uh, the gun hauler is down by 20 points. That really mm-hmm. is, I mean, I, I, that one I think might be a steal, folks. So, I mean, if you're into this I think this the army, ironclad needed to come down as well, but we don't know if that, I don't know if that's on the list or I don't, not. I didn't, I didn't see that as, as I mean, if it was missed, that's it, but I, I didn't see so. Uh, yeah. But here it is, man. Ogre Maw Tribes. This one right here, you see, I got to be honest with you, I was a little teary-eyed when, when the, Realm specific artifacts took, you know, got they got the old Sean Dollar when they all got kicked out of the the, the 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 game. I was concerned because I had used the hell out of the ethereal amulet on, on my frost lord and a stonehorn, mm-hmm. and of course on my with my piece of chaos another issue I'd used the aether quartz brooch like it was going out of style. But when when I when I lost that I was like ah crap what am I going to do now? But then I really had a whole breath of new hope when I saw the the thunder tusks go down in points which desperately needed to happen see i've always been a fan of thunder tusks i've always used them i've always played them even when their points were a little high i always tried to stand behind them because there were things like um you know their 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 mount trait they only have one mount trait that's really of any value and that's um the the avagar ancient but what's great about that is you can use a thunder tusk as a delivery piece to bring say your iron guts to something you want to kill because the way that 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 mount trait works is uh, enemy units within three inches of them fight last. So you put right, you put right. a unit of iron guts in front of them, in front of that thunder tusk. Well, Bob's your uncle. You're gonna have you're gonna have a pretty nice. So I was happy to oh, see course, the, the I was I was happy to see the thunder tusk all around go down. Um, Orc war clans. This one's kind of got me a little. I was a little interested uh, to see the the points on this because quite honestly, um, the mega boss down by ten. I don't really know what that solved. I, I don't think that really did any favors to uh, orc players. Usually, um, a cut of ten points is just a mercy cut. Yeah, I think we all know why our boys uh, went up uh, by by ten points. Uh, oh yeah, that that spam was getting a little. Although I I I I've always been a I've always been a fan of our boys over brutes. You know, little little secret. But um, well, I mean, you don't you don't need a unit of brutes to do the damage when you have a twenty man unit of our boys. Now, the same uh, and that explains why the brutes went down by ten points. So there's a little there's a little you know. Buy these models. This one's interesting. Osiarch Bone Reapers. I mean, we've got uh, um, 
I, why did they get any points changes at all? I mean, someone might have to sell me on that one. That one I don't get. Well, technically the OCR Bone Reapers would have been the primary unit released before COVID hit. So they would have been hit with the meta bat, basically. Mm-hmm. So I can see why there was point changes on them. Pretty have I mean I I can't see what you got posted there, but it's you know if they went up or down, there's some units in that that needed to go up. There was some units that needed to go down just because they're they're too pricey. They don't allow you to field decent sized units. You know things of that matter. Okay. All right. Well, I mean it's it's just interesting to me because um and then Seraphon, you know they they had some point changes. That was a little questionable to me. I mean the source old mm-hmm. blood on the Carnosaur went down by twenty points. Uh, I thought he was pointed pretty well at 250 he was personally. high he was high no he was high okay he, he needed to come down his abilities are he's not the combat beast on his own he's more he's more of a footnote to helping other larger source units and he gives more advantage to things that are around him okay. than him on his own and besides Courage and overlord slaves of darkness like i said like i was saying earlier that's another army that's just been unnecessarily chop blocked almost since it first came out right i mean okay chaos marauders up by 10 uh that's okay you know you know the, yeah those, but, well chaos um, marauder spam was becoming pretty hefty as well and, and i so. know why chaos marauder horsemen were, all, were 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 uh were brought up by 20 points because a lot of people were were using those um well what's going to happen now is a lot of people are going to use the marauder horsemen now in the um uh, I believe it's a Ravengers list where they can be they can be brought onto the in, onto the onto the table almost like an ambush. Sides, yeah. So I think I think that's all. People are going to stop taking Marauder Horsemen in their lists, and they're just going to use them now in in that ambush role for for Ravengers. Uh, Chaos Warriors oh, down yeah, by I mean, ten. It, like, it, like I said, with all these point changes, you're you're going to see a huge swing in the meta. It's just the right. way it is. Right. So and and it's funny. Um, the the Karkadrak, the, the the Cast Lord and the Karkadrak down by twenty points to two hundred and thirty points. I, is that is that to you? Is that is that GW you know admitting what? that that model was kind of a failure? I don't know, because you know what? That's bringing it in line with a lot of the other heroes on large mount kind of thing, you know, in terms of like Stormcast Eternals, things of that manner. Mm-hmm. That 230 mark, 220, that's about where most of them sit for a model, for a hero on a, on a, on a mount about that size. Right, right. All right. Well, I mean, I, that's, those are some of the points uh, that we, you know, kind of compiled that I thought I would share just to kind of see, you know, get your two cents in a tin can. But let me ask you this: mm-hmm. G- give me, give me who you think, give me one or two armies that you think are the biggest winners that, that uh, so far out of the GHB 2020, and and one or two of the biggest losers. Who do you think? Who do you think benefited? Who do you think lost? Um, without seeing the full list, it, uh, just based off of what I've what I've seen and things of that matter, right? It, it looks like the Orcs have gotten a little bit easier to manipulate with mm-hmm. their points, even though it's a 10 point here, 10 point there that, you know, those are your bread and butter units that have gone up and down. So you're, you're, you're saving face there. Maybe it's an extra bounce spell for them that they can use. Right. And so I would do you, probably so would you say that they're a winner or loser. I would probably say they're on the winning side just okay. because, All right. because that, that point change is not going to hurt them. Okay. Uh, and then, from the other side, I saw it is probably going to be the Seraphon are probably on the winning side just because the point drops on them is going to put more models on the table, which right. they don't need. Yeah. So giving them more attacks off of a, of a bigger unit, that's just evil. 
yeah. <laughs> but a loser wise, yeah, I would say the Carolina Overlords are Kenton the short staff again, short yeah, stick again. I, I, and, I agree. And, with and you seems like there. and seems like Slaves of Darkness are probably going to get the short stick again. Yep, I think I think Slaves of Darkness. Uh, I think uh, Crouch and Overlords are are both unfortunately and 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 like I said, I I think uh, um I was a big fan of the Slaves of Darkness when I saw them come out. They're supposed to be the big bad guys, and I was rooting for mm-hmm. them. Right. Um, uh, winners. I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I think um, uh, I think the Gloom Spite gets. Ironically yeah. enough, we're, we're a, a big winner. I think, um, you know, the, again, that army just seems to be supervious to whatever GW throws at it or throws at the, the, the community or the game. Um, and Well, and people always seem to pull the meta out of them real quick. Oh, you're not kidding. And you know, Real quick. Probably their best their best book to date, I would have to say. Yeah, uh, as far I would as, say. And, and, I would say that. Just, this is just my opinion, but I think that. I no, think I, I, I would, and I would agree with that. I think the Gloom Spike Gits are, are in a really good spot because they have the functionality to build multiple lists and all be effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and as far as who I think um, the other the other big winner uh, of, of this would be, yeah, I may have to I may have to stick with the destruction. I know this sounds funny, but um, I think the the fact that a lot of these realm specific uh, artifacts were, were pulled back. Um, I know this is a little bit of an underdog statement here, and maybe I'm a little biased towards them, but I think the Ogre Maw tribes are going to have a little bit of a leg up, especially with the Thunder Tusk coming down, and you know, you're know you going to have a little bit of horde control now with uh, the Dirty Snowballs. And, and true, I think, um, true. You know, we'll, I have to see what hap- we'll have to have to see what happens with the with the loss of the Ethereal Amulet, though. Well, and I know, even, and I know, like Doom and Darkness, they, they, he, great he's guy, got man. his Michael he's from got Doom a, and he, Darkness great, is an awesome great guy. guy, and he runs he runs his specialty, you know, his Ogre Mar tribes with his guy Doom, and that's Ethereal Amulet. And with that loss, I'm wondering if his streak is going to fall. Well, I, I don't know about that. Mike's a pretty talented guy, man. He'll figure he is. It out, he's a but, very very good player. One thing I'll say about this though is, you know what, with 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 the points drops of those Thunder Tusks. In a nice, you know, maybe a, a winter bite list or something like that, you know, you can put in there more nobblers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bigs, well, yeah, of and course. But of course. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this uh, uh, out there too. Um, as an interesting aside, you know, this this week on uh, on Twitter, as a matter of fact, um, we had uh, let me see, uh, let me get that up there. There. So, uh, an awesome gamer and, a, and an awesome guy, Christian Weir, uh, was in a conversation about the, the the lead the defense to break out of combat or, or lead the attack ability that's that's in General's Handbook 2020, and it looks as though you can spam this, and, and and here's what lead the attack is. Uh, lead the attack, you can use this command ability at the start of your combat phase. If you do so, pick one friendly unit wholly within 18 inches of this hero. Add one to hit rolls for attacks made by that unit until the end of that phase. Now, here's lead the defense. You can use this command ability at the start of the combat phase. If you do so, pick one friendly unit wholly within 18 inches of the hero. Add one to save rolls for attacks that target that unit until the end of that phase. So here's what I gotta say. It looks as though you can spam this. Basically, what this spells out to me, Justin, mm-hmm. two plus save for Petrifex Elite. Hello. Yep. Yep. So come on, man. What are your two cents in a tin can on that sucker? What do well, you think? Well, I mean, if it's it's command ability, so you're you're limited to your command points, which is probably the only saving grace on it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, 2-plus Petrifix Elite. I mean, Eternal Wardens for Cities of Sigmar, then they're at a 2-plus. I mean, just by standing still with their shield, they go to a 2-plus. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's several units out there that react, reactively having a plus 1 to their save 
that's going to just make huge defensive bubbles that are never going to move. Right. Right. You're not kidding. And that's that's all I thought of when, when I saw that. I went, okay, well, there, there we have it. I mean, it. but don't get me wrong. The lead, the attack is still pretty nasty as well, especially if you're already got bonuses to hit, you know, and everything else on top of it, or you're striking first or you're striking twice. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I, you know, it, it like I think I think lead the defense is probably going to be the more popular one, at least at first. But we'll mm-hmm. we'll have to we'll have to see. But all right, right, well, 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 good stuff. Anything else to wrap up before we wrap up the General's Handbook 2020? No, I. That's pretty much all I know at this point. It's just it's you know, like I said, we're we're getting hit with the with the cannon here, and we're not quite sure where everything is landing yet. That's exactly exactly right. All right, we're gonna folks, we're gonna be right back and get ready for the uh, the question of the day. Hey gang, I really hope you're enjoying the Grimdark Live show so far. Thanks for being with us. But before we get to the question of the day, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker by becoming a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, you should know that Grimdark Live isn't just there for entertainment. We're a full-time miniatures assembly and painting service. We have three different levels that we currently paint to, and we provide free quotes. So let us know if you have something you need painted, and we'll get it done for you. And if Patreon or painting isn't something you're ready to do at this time, we totally understand. And thank you for spending time with us here on Grimdark Live. So with that said, let's get to the question of the day. All right, here it is, man. The question of the day. Justin, you ready for this, man? Yeah, let's do I, it. I know we kind of briefly touched on this, but here it is. Here's the question of the day. With the and new, this is for I want everybody in the chat to think about this as well. All right, yeah, a- absolutely, man. So we're going to go back to build a bear for nerds here. So with 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 the new hero creator, do you think you can build a god? a god that is that is going to be fair because again we're talking about that this could possibly be used in matched play so that's the question with with the new hero creator do you think you can build a god and is that is that fair do you think in other words i guess the best way to put it is this going to be abused so go ahead let's see what you gotta let's answer that well and i think the answer to that is until we know until we have the general of what every ability is and if they are stackable or anything of that matter we have to say at this point Yes. Uh, and that's my opinion. I think that you can build a God and you're going to be able to build a God. Mm-hmm. Um, you take a baseline character that fits your army, your army's theme. So orcs, elves, whatever. Right. You arm them with the bare minimalistic of whatever it is. If you want to make them a caster and basically just put nothing but ranged bonus abilities on them that are going to affect your army and make your army just that much harder. Okay. So there's, depending on how the abilities stack, how many abilities you can take, the point values of those abilities. You know, we used Petrofit Elite with the, the Defender thing saying two plus armor. Well, there's nothing to say that you couldn't build a hero that has an 18-inch holy within, plus one armor, plus one hit, plus one to wound, and now you're sitting on one plus armor Petrofit Elite. Right. With with plus one to hit, plus one to wound. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's like... You got a living embodiment walking behind you, going, "Get them, my son." You know. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's true, man. That That's very, very true. So, yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things that's probably going to be um, abused. But don't get me wrong, it's going to lead to some great conversions. I think so, too. Yeah, I, I, again, I think, yeah, I think we're definitely, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely back to that. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited for it. I just, I'm a little, I'm a little, I got some trepidation for it, I guess is the best way to put it, because I'm, I'm wondering mm-hmm. if it's going to be uh, one of those spammed type of deals or not spammed, abused, abused, not spammed. I'm well, so used right. to saying spammed. I don't know why I said that. But abused. Until, we, until we know how the, what abilities they actually listed with points right, or destiny points as they're claiming, we won't know if you can do this or not. Sure. And they may have limitations on it that you can't, you know, one one ability cannot be coincided with another and things of that matter. I mean, the Luminelth Realm Lords are built that way. They've got, if you spend, if you use Teclis's or Teclis's, right. um, his his overall 18-inch bubble of, you know, feel no pain, you can't use this other character's bubble. It, it basically, it's, it's, a, it's a one or the other type of thing. Sure. So I think we're going to see a lot of that, but until we get the book on Saturday... We don't know. That's it, man. That's it. Wait a minute. What the hell is that? What's going on? And now, it's time for that part of the show where we present the rules from hell. (laughs) Yes, that's right, Grimdark Goons. It's time for the rules from hell. Present the game rules from the past or present of the Warhammer worlds that just sucked. Here it is, gang. A Warhammer rule from hell. In the first edition of Warhammer Age of Sigmar, Bretonian Grail Knights had a pretty ridiculous rule called the Grail Vow. The Bretonian Knights are dedicated to a quest for a holy goblet. Little do they know, it's just above them in the real world being swung around by a nerd playing a game. In the Grail Vow, you can re-roll all failed hit rolls for this unit before rolling the dice if you hold aloft a grail or goblet and shout for the lady in a ridiculous heroic voice. I gotta tell you, for nothing else other than this, I'm happy this army got squatted. That was definitely a rule from hell. And now you know a rule from hell. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. Good stuff. Well, um, what do you think, man? You got the closing thoughts today, man. You're you're, you're back on the show, so let's uh, let's <laughs> let's hear it, man. You got the closing thoughts. Well, going forward into the General's Handbook 2020 and beyond, this hobby has been kind of breathed a new, uh, new set of life. We are coming out of a pandemic, or, or slowly coming out of a pandemic, but we're getting back into the stores. We're getting back into playing. We're getting back into being with our friends and chucking dice out of our sweaty palms that being said we still need to be cautious we still need to be good to each other and good to our communities so do the right thing look out for each other but play the game that's what it is it's an entertainment it's a way to get your mind off the real world and all the kind of just basic stuff that's happening around us that you know a lot of us just don't want to see or hear and it, the and if we do see or hear it, we, we try to take it with a you know a, a spoonful of sugar, so to speak. With that all being done, play the game, play the game your way, play the game the way you want to do it. Design your army your way. Follow your heart, your things, and everything else. Be the person you want to be to this game, and it'll be good to you. 
And that's just the way the game works. Well said, man. Good deal. Good deal. Well, folks, that's it, man. That's the uh, that's the show. And I got to tell you, uh, have a great week, and we'll see you back next Thursday. And uh, and until then, make sure when you're out there rolling those dice, roll them fun and fair, man. That's all I can mm-hmm. say. Roll them fun and fair. And uh, and I got to close it with this, man. Don't be a freaking short pants. From Dark Live, I'd like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Age of Sigmar worlds. We'll be back live next Thursday, so until then, remember, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. If you missed the live show, you can catch us again right here on the next Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live throughout the week with Monster Mondays, Table War Tuesdays, Warhammer Wednesdays, Grimdark Grudge Matches, and a ton more. So stay tuned and stay grim, all you dice-chuck-and-glue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Remember, embrace the main message here from Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other and this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com. Don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. short pants.